Hello, rewriters. Well, it's been a minute, hasn't it? The last episode I released was back in June 2022, and as I'm recording this, it is late January 2023. It's not unusual for me to take time off over the summer. It's certainly something that I have really embraced and adopted since living in the UK. A lot of Europe just quietens down for July and August. So I, I typically do do that, but this summer looked a little bit different because I paused the podcast earlier than expected and also for much longer than initially anticipated. And I wanted to share what led me to that decision and also what happened when I did it. Now, there are two reasons for this. One, I'm a massive podcast fan and I always find it a bit jarring when podcasts just stop. Like, where did they go? What happened? What's going on? What happened to the host? It had a lot of promise and it just stops. And the rewriters hasn't stopped. It's just on a very, very long pause. And the second reason is because, as always, there are things that I have learned that may be useful to you. And if this podcast is anything, it's about stories and the practical application of lessons that we learn from our experiences. Also, it wasn't just my podcast that I paused, I also took an extended and unplanned break from social media. And I paused intake for my program, Rewrite Your Career Story 2. Summer 2022 became the summer I just stopped. Now, stopping is not something that comes easily or naturally to me. I am not the best at taking time out, at taking a break. That is certainly something that I'm having to learn. And so to begin this episode, I wanted to take you right back to the start of my business and give you a bit of a whistle-stop tour of my business rewrite over the past almost three years, because that context is really relevant to what led me up to the point where I finally just stopped. So let's go back. I started rewrite in March 2020, and that first year, in fact, that first month, coincided with the first of the COVID-19 lockdowns. That first lockdown in the UK happened about two or three weeks after I launched the business. This was a bit of a shock and not part of the plan, obviously, but actually the lockdowns were when people moved online. And so for online businesses, there was a lot of opportunity. And whilst I'd not planned for my business to be entirely online, it was very easy for me to adapt to that. Now, I'd worked for global teams for many, many years and being able to work with people irrespective of location really fit and it made a lot of sense. And in fact, when I started Rewrite, I think less than 50%, maybe something like 40% of my clients were based in the UK. The rest were based outside of the UK. On a personal front, we were also really lucky not to have anyone close to us seriously affected by COVID or the lockdowns and the impact that they were having on a lot of businesses and a lot of industries. So for us, that time was an opportunity for us to all be together. We were home together and I had a lot of time to invest in the business and develop my offering. I was a new business owner with a great professional network. And I got a lot of business in with quite a lot of ease. 2021 was harder. That initial, I don't want to say novelty, but that initial um, newness of the lockdowns and, and having to be at home had really worn off. And we were all, all of us were collectively over it. We were exhausted. Many, many people had lost their lives. Communities were traumatized. Industries were put under immense pressure. And For me, the business felt harder. Things didn't move with as much ease as they had done in 2020. And so as we entered 2022, it still felt hard. And I did what I defaulted to, to great success, mind you, in my corporate career. I white knuckled and I pushed and it felt hard. So I made it harder. My answer to things not working as easily as they had before 
was to just add more stuff, to try more things. And in retrospect, I can see that that pattern was a really well-worn groove that I hadn't unpacked and unpicked when I left the corporate world to start my own thing. And I see this actually a lot in my work, people taking the same patterns and the same pains from one job or one career into the next. And you just can't escape that by changing the scenery. You have to do the work. You have to really get to the root of what is causing the issues for you. What I knew was when in doubt, double down. And so although I had learned many new ways and new things, new ways to live and work, I hadn't learned new ways to push up against or not challenges. So there is a reason, there's absolutely a reason to try different things and to change things up if things aren't working the same or you've changed or your environment has changed. I'd encourage that. But this was not that. This was white knuckling. This was adding more things. It was not coming from a place of experimentation, innovation and play, which I would absolutely encourage. This was coming from a place of real push, probably coming from a bit of a place of fear as well. It was coming from a place of old stories and it was going against a lot of what I believed about moving towards what has the most ease for you, not avoiding challenge or stretch, but moving towards your natural gifts and your natural talents, not making things harder than they need to be. So when we got to Easter 2022, I took a break from the business to go and see my family in Australia. And it was the first time I'd been home in three and a half years. And it was an extended trip and an incredible trip, but also really exhausting. So when we came back, I gave myself a good week to reconfigure and ease back into work. And the following month, we fell pregnant. I had started work back up with Gusto at this point, and I was flying. I started to ramp things up for the podcast. That meant moving from a monthly release cadence that worked and making it a weekly release cadence, which essentially quadrupled my output. And then some, actually. I was in a position where I was writing, researching and developing a weekly newsletter, writing, producing, recording and editing a weekly podcast, promoting both assets, developing social media content, working on my coaching programs and services, pitching my work to potential clients and working with existing clients while managing all of the backend admin and operations myself. So over the two plus years, without me even knowing it, I had created a business that I loved, but a business that was unsustainable. It worked absolutely beautifully when I was well, because I was working in a space that I loved, with people that I loved, in a way that I loved. But it was precarious and it was made even more difficult by my old pattern of doing more when in doubt. Now, that first trimester of pregnancy was like nothing I had ever experienced in my first pregnancy. And by about weeks five, six, I was extremely ill. I was really unable to work in the same way. And for a while I pushed, I geared myself up for the day. I chunked up my time. I allowed a little bit of space for naps and I pushed through. But eventually I just was too nauseous and too fatigued to push anymore. My body couldn't do it. What used to work wasn't working. And so I did what I didn't think I could do until I did. I just stopped. And I didn't just stop for a few days or weeks. I stopped for months. I maintained a tiny bit of client work and I maintained my newsletter because those things are the baseline for my business. But everything else stopped. The visible things stopped. My program, Rewrite Your Career Story, my podcast, my social media marketing activity, all stopped or at least paused. I'm not one to stop, but I stopped because I understood on a cellular level that I needed to. I needed to try something different. I needed to listen to my body and I needed to unplug. 
I still needed to do the work on unwiring and unwinding my deep conditioning for doing, doing, doing and achieving. And I really needed to take my own advice and check back in with who I was, what I needed and how I wanted to work and live. I needed to rewrite. And this process took time. It was organic. It's not a prescriptive thing. I say this to clients when they come on the the Rewrite Your Career Story program. It's not a case of by week one, you'll have started your rewrite and by week four, you'll have completed it and it will be underway. There is no one way of things happening. It emerges and it evolves, but it is something that you have to let emerge, not something that you can force through or do. So it's not something that takes you a week on annual leave or something that you can schedule in. It's a lot more nuanced than that. And that is because it's not something that you do. It's something that you allow. This process for me was not something that I did. It was something that I allowed. For me, it was possible at that time to pause for an extended period and to step away from a lot of things. And I recognize that that's a privilege. It's not always possible to just stop in a big way. But there are other ways that we can stop. And if I think of clients I've worked with in the past, for example, who are finding that things aren't working or clicking, they were also wired like me and like so many of us are to keep pushing, to keep trying, to keep adding stuff, to keep signing up for courses and retraining and adding more and more noise. And what happens if they just stop? If they strip out everything by the essentials and just listen for a while to see what comes up? And with my coaching work, I try to give people that space to explore and to play and to listen in a really low stakes, low pressure, no push environment to not rush their rewrite, but to let it emerge. And I needed some of that. Up until this point, my go to was when in doubt, push harder. And now I was doing the opposite. I was letting go. So back in the early months of my business, I thought and spoke a lot about following my business's lead and going slow. But when things became more difficult and what had worked before was no longer working or not working in the same way, I defaulted to pushing, pushing and optimizing. And I really needed to return to following my body and at the risk of sounding a little bit naff, my soul's lead. I needed to follow my own lead. I had inadvertently become really tightly tethered and really tightly bound in my work and I was untethering myself. But this untethering was coming from a place of need and self-nurturing, not from a place of resentment or destructiveness. I wasn't pressing the fuck it button, quite the opposite. I was going with it, whatever it was. So what did the summer of stopping actually look like? We had a really busy summer from a travel perspective. We went and saw a lot of family and friends. My husband's a school teacher and my little boy's school age. So we were together a lot as well. They were both off. And in between the busyness of family life and the extended summer holidays, I spent a lot of time reflecting and walking and thinking and being still. I was really in tune with my body as well because I was pregnant. And pregnancy is a time when you are very aware of your physicality. I allowed rest. Now, I'm a doer and doing nothing can make me feel really guilty, but I was coming to finally learn in a deep way, not in an intellectual way, because I understood the concept of rest. I just didn't get it fully and wholly for me. But I was coming to learn that rest isn't doing nothing. Rest is a thing. It's a worthy and important thing. So I was allowing rest. And there was a big element of trust in this summer of stopping as well. Trusting the process, which is what I say to my clients all the time, trusting myself and seeing where it took me, not being attached to the outcome, 
not forcing the outcome, but just trusting myself in the moment and allowing what was to be, what was to unfold and seeing where it went. And then in September, I came back. I returned to social media. I promoted my Rewrite Your Career Story program and I started work with a new cohort. I re-engaged with my female founders network, Found and Flourish. I strongly recommend it if you are working for yourself as a female founder. And I was really happy to be back. So what changed then? What was different? Well, when I stopped, I really just stopped. But when I started again, I didn't just start. I didn't simply flick the switch or turn the tap back on. I really carefully considered and very intentionally restarted specific things. So rewrite your career story, my coaching program. That is the love of my business life. And so that was reopened for enrollment. Social media is a really useful channel for me to share updates and to connect. So that was turned back on as well, but without a sense of obligation or urgency. My client work absolutely has to come first and then my newsletter. So even now, if I have too many commitments and not enough time, social media drops to the bottom of the pile pretty quickly. And that's just what works for me. And I simplified. I simplified my services. I got rid of bespoke coaching programs. I stopped offering pay-as-you-go one-to-one coaching sessions for people who are outside of my alumni community. Offering too many things was really unhelpful to me and potential clients. I really believe that simplicity and simplest is best in anyone's career. The most powerful thing that you can do is to be very clear on who you are and what you're here for and who you can serve and have an impact on. The more noise you add, the muddier the message, the harder to maintain, the less time you have, the harder it is for people to access you. So I tried to really cut through and I would encourage people to do the same when it comes to all of the different things that you are doing. What can you do to just cut through all of that? Make it easy for people to know you and choose you for the business, for the project, for the promotion, the commission, whatever. And there were also things I didn't turn back on. So I've continued to pause on my blog and I've continued to pause on my podcast, other than this episode, of course. Other things that changed? Well, most importantly and monumentally is how I feel, how I felt, how I feel has changed. Now, I'm pretty reluctant to say my mindset changed because of how overused that word is and how oversimplified the idea of changing your mindset is. But it is true to say that my mindset has shifted. The way that I think and the way that I feel has changed. What I'm doing has changed and how I think and feel has changed. So the order of things for me was pause, listen to what I need, honor that need. And in my case, it was to just stop continue honoring that need and in my case that was don't succumb to guilt and your resistance to rest and then continue listening to your needs continue honoring them continue to rest and you can see the pattern there stop listen trust and act now for me the act was doing very little and then repeat 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 September was a really natural time for me to return, working in a way that I hadn't for for a while because in every single way I felt completely engaged and energized and excited about things. Things did not feel hard, things did not feel effortful, they felt easier, things flowed more simply, uh, more readily, and actually 
In terms of what happened to the business, the summer of stopping slowly moved into the autumn of retethering, and the months after I returned have been the easiest and the most pleasurable and also the most profitable months I've had in my business since that first year in 2020. Now, I can't pinpoint it, I can't package it up with a label, but I can say that if you want to do something similar, it really is to just follow your own lead, not the noise, turn the noise down or turn it off and just listen. There's another story I want to share from this time that has an important lesson bound up in it for me and hopefully for you too. And this is around my meditation practice. So I became a daily meditator in May 2019. And I wrote about this in an article on my blog, which I'll link to in the show notes. But basically, I'd been trying to establish a daily meditation habit for years, decades even. And then it clicked. I meditated daily, often twice daily, for three years. And my meditation practice was built into and around my morning ritual. I would get up earlier than my household, prepare my morning coffee, and then I would meditate. And the meditation always came before my coffee because that's how the habit had stuck. I attached it to something that I always did and it worked for years until it didn't. Because if you've experienced extreme morning sickness, you'll know that um, being nauseous is a really big factor and fatigue is a really big issue in early pregnancy as well. And when I didn't feel well, when I felt really sick, the last thing I wanted was coffee in the morning. I couldn't have caffeine anyway, but I didn't even want decaf. All I wanted was Vegemite on toast and I wanted it now. I was very hungry for Vegemite on toast every single morning and I didn't want to get up early either. I wanted to sleep. So my mornings went from serene and if I'm really honest, overly elaborate, overly optimized, but usually perfectly executed masterpieces of meditation, lemon water, journaling, solitude, contemplation, etc. They became oversleeping, inhaling toast, rushing to get my child to school and then wanting to pass out on the couch and sleep for 10 hours, but not being able to. So meditation ceased to be a high priority. It wasn't even a low priority. It was just a no priority. And when the sickness went away, the meditation didn't just come back. The issue now was that not only was I out of the habit, but I still wasn't drinking coffee and I was still pretty tired. So it took a few more months for me to realize that what had worked before just didn't work now and might not work again. It certainly won't work with the newborn. So I had to reappraise. Now I don't try to meditate in the morning. I meditate before I start work for the day. And that is after the rush of the school run, after the dogs have been walked, after I've had my breakfast and so on. It's when I get up to my office and I finally have time for myself. I meditate and then I begin my work. And so the lesson here is this. If it's not working for you, change it. Stop, listen, and then change it. Before we wrap things up, I wanted to recap some of the key points that you will hopefully be able to apply if you feel like things are becoming foggier or harder or heavier in your work life. So the number one biggie for me was stop white knuckling. If you find that your answer to things being hard is to double down and do more, just stop. Stop adding things in, stop taking things on, just stop. Number two, learn to let go. Now, what I'm talking about here is essentially surrender. You know, there's moments when you're really trying to work out what to do, when you're trying to follow your intuition, but your intuition is kind of shrugging its shoulders and saying, I don't know, you're really trying to force things. At that point, just stop overanalyzing, stop agonizing and completely let go. Number three, Listen, trust, act. 
when you stop white knuckling and you let go, get quiet and listen and see what comes up, trust it and act on it. For me, it was to just stop to rest and that's going to bring up old stories. It's going to bring up noise. It's going to bring up all the reasons why not, because rest is lazy. You have too much stuff to do. Just keeping quiet, keep on listening and keep trusting. Number four, simplify. What can go? I promise you there will be things that are going on in your life or your career at the moment that can just go. They are not giving you the return on investment of your time, your energy and your focus. So make it as easy as possible on yourself and others to know what you do and what you're here for and get rid of the excess fat, the excess noise. Cut it all out and keep it simple. And number five, don't allow your rituals and routines to become chains. So I had unwittingly created habits and practices that were really quite inflexible. And because they were inflexible, they were unsustainable. Your rituals and habits should not be heavy binds. If they are, loosen them up. If it's not working for you anymore, change it around. Can't meditate at six? Try bedtime. You will change, your environment will change, external demands and pressures will change, your health may change. And if you have built a career and life that requires things to be exactly as they are, you're not allowing things to evolve and adjust and to flex. And when things become too inflexible, they become brittle and they break. So learn to get very quiet and to move and to flex and to follow your own lead. When you are feeling foggy, heavy, overwhelmed, under pressure, Just try to stop. And so what about now? Well, in a few weeks time, I'll be going on, actually in very, very soon, I'll be going on maternity leave. And this pregnancy was really the nudge that led me to stop and rethink my business. And that pregnancy will become a newborn soon and will bring with it a whole range of other emotions, reflections and experiences. So I've often said that motherhood was the best thing that ever happened to my career. It gave me clarity, focus. My firstborn, my son Lucien, he was like a slow release trigger that led me to completely rethink and rewrite my career, leaving the corporate world to start my own business built around how I wanted to live and work and create and mother. And this baby is already proving to be the best thing that ever happened to my business. He's leading me to rethink and rewrite things before he's even here. So one of the things to come out of this shift is rewrite school. And Rewrite School is an online learning hub for people who want careers and lives that fit and feel and work better. I'm adapting a selection of my most popular coaching programs and career clinics, and I'm adapting them for online. So they'll be all accessible via the Rewrite School. In there, you'll find Rewrite Your Career Story, of course. There'll be the Career Clarity Clinic and the Personal Brand Clinic. And in the future, I also have plans to put up my workshop for maternity returners, my Time Wealth Clinic, and my Career Rewrite Masterclass as well. So this will be a live and evolving school where you can access courses and also resources to help you create the life and career that you want. It will be launching in February. And I would say if you're interested in finding out more about that, sign up to my newsletter, connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn, or just keep an eye on the website for all announcements about Rewrite School. And all links will be in the show notes. My newsletter is going to move from a weekly release to a monthly release. And I'm changing the name from the weekly rewrite to the rewrite. And if you want to keep in touch, this is absolutely the best place. My newsletter is the channel that always stays open. As for this podcast, it will be back. 
I don't know when, I don't know what will change and what will stay the same, but I do know this. The rewriter still has a lot to do and a lot to say, and I still have a lot of love and enthusiasm for it. So please stay subscribed if you want to share any thoughts with me on what you'd like to see in the Rewriters 2.0. I would love to hear from you. So email me anytime at hello at rewriterewrite.com. I'm going to be taking the spring off and slowly returning behind the scenes in the summer of 2023 until a full return in the fall of 2023. So what that looks like exactly, I don't know yet because I'll be following my body and my business's lead. So that's it, rewriters. That's what happened when I just stopped. I hope you found it useful and that some of the points were applicable for you. I really look forward to reconnecting with you when I'm back from maternity leave. Please keep in touch. Please keep following your own lead and keep rewriting. Bye for now.